Welcome to Do A Blessing CNS Church London's podcast, sharing the good news weekly. We hope you are blessed by today's message. For your faithfulness. Thank you for the opportunities. Thank you for the doors that you are opening. Father, we say let your name forever be glorified. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' most precious name we pray. Amen. Now, so we are, we are talking about responsibility of, of, of harvest. Responsibility of harvest. Responsibility. We are, we are coming towards the harvest. And God is, God is talking about so many things. He, what he intends us to, 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 to do for this harvest. But, and, and you will see that when Jesus spoke to his disciples in John chapter 15, verse 16, he said, You do not choose me, but I have chosen you and appointed you that you may, you might go and bear fruits and that your fruits will last. So God is saying that, you see, I have, I have, I have called you. The reason why I have called you, the main aim of calling you is that so that you can bear fruits. And that your fruits should remain. Hallelujah. Can I can I just get a volunteer? Is that um, how many of us have a dream of setting up a company, a, a company that you want to own your own company, your own organization? Amen. So we have about two, three. Ah, there's a lot of people. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Okay, so you, you, um, if I just, let, let's just use Uncle Josh because he's, he's close to me. Just, if you can just get a pen, I want you to write down, if I've given you, if I give you, um, just tell us what is your uh, company selling, what do you want, to, what are you producing, and secondly, what, if I give you a million pounds, what would you, how would you set up your office? How would you set up your office? So we'll get there soon. Amen. So he said, God, God is, Jesus is saying, I've chosen you. Now, no matter which role you are in, no matter what it is that you are doing, it's a choice that he did not say, I've chosen you to be a pastor. I've chosen you to be a prophet. I've chosen you to be um, a singer. He said, I have chosen you so that you can bear fruit. So that means that as a, as as a whole, as an organization, the aim is that you bear fruit. Are we together? Do you have a microphone? Amen. So, if you, if you, so um, let's see. What, what, what is your company's? What are you how to do? My company will be to teach music. To right, teach to, music. Yeah. So, I'll have a group of expertise in the musical field. That so now teach, but in all levels. So it could be recording, it could be piano, it could be just all types. So educating music. people yes, on yeah, music, yeah. amen. So that that is the goal of it, of the company. So you would have staff working there. So you have teachers working there. I believe qualified, qualified teachers. You would have if if it's a business of how many people do you want to employ? Good name. No, if you, if you were to <laughs> choose uh, now. I'm trying, I'm trying to set up a shop that will be recognized around the world. So how many staff would you think you will need? Be anything between 100 to 1,000. 100. Let's give you that 100 staff. So you have a, a building that you set up a building that has 100 staff in it. 
thinking I'm trying to say on the staff. Do you know that in, inside that building you need a sweeper, somebody to sweep? So that is part of your budget. Do you get what I'm trying to say? So it's not everybody that will be a teacher, but now, so for that organization to survive, you need the whole aim of employing anybody in that place is that you would keep selling more packages for people. Does that make sense? Now, so that means that if you stop selling packages, if you are not meeting up your target, what is the business sense you do? You downsize. And part of those that will lose their job will be cleaners. Anybody within the organization is affected because the organization is not delivering what is expected to deliver. Does that make sense? So what am I trying to say? We're coming back to you, sir. What, what I'm trying to say is that as an organization, as, as, as the body of Christ, if the whole aim, everybody has to understand that the aim of this organization, no matter what it is that you are doing in, in the place, is to sell uh, um, um, singing packages. The time you stop selling prison packages, everybody's job there is irrelevant. Does that make sense? That's why when Jesus was talking, Jesus did not say, I appoint you as pastor, as a singer, as whatever it is. He said, every one of you, the aim of it is that you, you bear fruit. The aim of it is that you, 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 you bear fruit. So when you employ somebody, you employ them based on the overall so, well, I, I work in an hospital and I work in costing. Um, can you imagine? We have, we, have, we have very good, not good, yeah, but because it's a hospital in food. But we have a restaurant. And we have, if you get to the hospital, so many toilets in the place. Nice toilets. Amen. Imagine if everybody only came to the hospital to come and use the toilet and go. It's a service we provide. Do you think that anybody will be employed in that place? So also, when Christians are only interested in the side packages and the overall goal is missing. Ah, you know, when that person sings, oh God, the, 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 the notes are, are on point. That is the same thing as us saying that we have a lovely toilet at my workplace. Just come and use it. And as many people that use the toilet, even though they are not coming there for what they are called there to do, what will happen very soon? They begin to say, excuse me. Can everybody, everybody will have to go and sit down at home. Does that make sense? That's why when Jesus was talking to them, Jesus said, the whole aim of what you are doing is that you bear fruit. Now, one thing I want you to understand, I discussed this a little bit in the prayer sessions, sorry, the, the, the prayer week, sorry, the, yeah, the, the, the prayer service, is that now when you want to bear fruit, when a fruit, when God is talking about a fruit, now, the, you cannot plant uh, what's it called now? Um, orange seed. And expect. Uh, what's it called now? Um, 
mango. It's not possible. Now, if your harvest is supposed to be sold, the only thing you can commit to the ground is yourself. It is only a seed as a soul that can only generate a soul as, a, as an harvest. You cannot... <laughs> People have all these kind of ideas about, you know, this is how I want to win. So, yes, the only thing that wins a soul... I'm not saying... I, I discussed this on, on, on Friday. There's no between... That's why Jesus did not say there are as many of who those who join the kingdom of God because there's a difference between joining a church and being born. But where I'm going now is that, is that, is, is that so as an organization, when you, you need, okay, let's, if you look at John chapter 17, sorry, just go to John chapter 17. He says, he says, now Jesus talk, he said, I, he said, for them, I sanctify myself so that they can truly be sanctified. What's Jesus saying? I cannot expect an harvest I am not prepared to give. When you want to create an harvest of something, you must be ready to give the equivalent of what you, have, what you want. That is why when soul winning has to contact, he has to be involved human effort. Because what you are trying to bring to life is a human being. Does this make sense? And it's important. Why am I using that organization as as? Because when Jesus begins to talk about, about soul winning, about, about harvest, he's talking, he, he uses business terms. Like, like in John chapter, uh, go to the next slide, please. John chapter 4. He said, he who reaps, receives wages, and gathers fruit into eternal life. So God is saying that, you know, when it comes to soul winning, it is, see, there is a difference in benefits and wages. There's a difference in benefits and wages. Even when Jesus will talk about his father's business, he says in Luke chapter 2, he says, I am going about doing my father's business. Because as far as Jesus was concerned, he knew that there was a business in place and the ultimate product is souls. The ultimate product is souls. Now, if you were to employ somebody in your company, Uncle Josh, and he says, well, I'm just here to, to clean. And part of what, what are the questions? If you go to organize interviews, part of what they will ask you, even though you are there to clean, they will tell you what do you know about the organization. Because what they are trying to say is that, do you understand that you are not just here to clean? And most of the time, people who, who partake in God's work have no clue what, what the aim, aim, aim of. See, I'm not talking about, well, I'm talking about different, there's everybody, when Jesus put it, he did not say, see, Anes has a aim, 
Pentecostal as a whole, everybody has one agenda. But when you come into the fold and you don't have a clear agenda of what you are trying to achieve. So when you want to employ somebody who's just there to clean, you say, um, excuse me, what are the little things that you know about this organization? Can you talk to me about why do you want to work in this organization? May God grant us grace in the name of Jesus. Now, there is a difference. I don't know. Yeah, there is a difference in when the Bible talks about being a child and being a son. You know, the Bible did not say, as many that are led by the Holy Spirit are called the children of God. He said, as many that are called by the Holy Spirit are called the sons of God. Because through scriptures, this, there's a difference between son. You know, child now, you need to, it's not, they are not being led by the Holy Spirit. They are being dragged by the Holy Spirit. The difference between a son, sorry, a son and a child is one is prepared to take responsibility. The other one is just, what concerns me? That's all that concerns me. Mary now, at her age, you, you would, she wants, you know, it is things that concerns her. Now, at times, when Mary wants to take something from, uh, trying to, matter would, would, would probably, if you want to give matter something, and matter knows that Mary wants, matter will go and first of all take her sister's home, give it to her, then go and take her home. Why? Because maturity is, is, is measured by the responsibility you are willing to take. There are some Christians that all they are interested in is as long as it suits them, that is what it is all about. But in, in, in the things of God, maturity, sonship, is based on the fact that you can take responsibility. You can say, okay, how does daddy feel about this? I need to make sure that this doesn't happen. Because you say, well, God, God hasn't spoken to me about it yet. Some of people are still as a child. God grant us understanding in the name of Jesus. Now, Galatians chapter 4. That's why he said, now I say that the heir, that means the person who, who owns everything. He said, as long as he is a child, he is not different from a slave. Why? What is a slave? A slave is someone that they, you, you measure what they do. Because a slave, as far as a slave is concerned, it is their own interest that matters. He said he's not different from a child, although he's the master of all. He's under God, puts them under the guidance and steward until the time the father appoints. Basically, until the time God says that, you know what, this one is, is now thinking of responsibility. He's not thinking of responsibility. How do you know a Christian that is responsible or not? See your prayer life. 
the list of your prayer points. Is it all about you and your family? Or do you have any other person? That is the first place you know whose level of maturity. Show me one place where you see the apostles pray for the brethren. That's where you first of all see. God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. I know, me, I don't, me, I don't. Brother, what concerns me with that one? It is me. Now, even Jesus, see, as you step into the sonship and you begin to mature, that is when certain things, no, this one says that until the time he is ready, even though he holds everything, God will say, no, you can't handle everything because as far as you are concerned, it's about you. It's about you. I used to say something, I said, I asked something, I said, if you were honest to yourself, you go yourself, you don't employ yourself if you were to do employ inside the church. <laughs> no, it's the truth. You know, you cannot employ yourself. First Peter, sorry, uh, Philippians chapter 2. Now, this is Jesus. The Bible says he made himself of no reputation. So that means his own right. But he took upon himself a bond servant. Now, please let me explain the word bond servant. Because you see the apostles, Paul normally uses it. I, Paul, a bond servant of Christ. Now, what they do about bond servant is that, assuming somebody cannot pay money, in those days. So what they do is that they tell you this is the amount of years you have to spend with this master to be able to fully pay your money. Now, a bond servant is now one that after he finished paying, they now say, no worry, go home. You don't have to serve your master again. I say, no, I choose to serve my master. Can you see the difference between a servant and a bond servant? A bond servant is that he has the right to go. But a bond servant is saying, no, because of the love I have for my master, I will serve. That's why when you see the apostles call themselves bond servant, what they're saying to you and me is that I have the right not to do it. But I chose to do it. Are we together? So, he says, and coming in the likeness of men, he found and found the appearance as a man, he said, he humbled himself and became obedient into death. Verse 9. Therefore, what does that mean? Because of what he did, God has highly exalted him and given him a name above every name. You are not calling the name of Jesus and something happened because he's the son of God. That's not what the Bible teaches us. The Bible said he, he merited that name. It was because of what he did why? Because he was ready, he was ready to serve the interests of the Father. Jesus did not get a name and everybody began to bow because he's the son of God. But Jesus himself chose 
to do that. God grant us grace in Jesus' name. We will skip the next two slides, Mark chapter 3. Now, as we begin to look at responsibilities for harvest, I want you to first of all know that with God, your first priority is not what to do, is to sit with him. Your first priority in your work with God is not what to do, is to sit. When you have a mindset of to do with God, at times you mess up. And the Bible says, Jesus said, he appointed 12 that they may be with him. And he might send them. He might send them. Hebrews chapter 10, as we just go, I'm just going to just explain a couple of things to us. Now, it is important that we understand those things. Because have you ever met a Christian? Why were you not in service? Or somebody said, oh, you are not in service. Next thing they will say is that, it's not they were busy. So that, it's not a problem. After all, I was not doing anything. I'm not, I'm not down to do something in service. Because their understanding is not that the first priority is that you sit. In the service, the Bible says, do not consider, um, it says, if it, if it, it says, do not forsake the assembly of others as, as all those, exalting one another, even much more as the day approaches. One of the things the body of Christ has finally be, has, is getting into is where we have everybody see themselves as spectators and one person is performing. Now, these things are, are important because, see, as I come to church as a person, I am ministered to by other people. In the service today, I have been ministered to by other people within the service today. So I am not sitting down waiting for the time the sermon is going to come up. Because people are blessing me even when I am not, and that is how a church functions. Because you are expecting somebody to be a blessing to you. But if you have no understanding, like I say, well, well, well um, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, it's not time for me yet. That's why, you know, I was, somebody invited me to come and preach a couple of weeks ago. And I had to send, again, like I said, opposition to keep coming. I just start, start out how to go. And things like that. And I, one of the things I was saying to them was that, it is wrong for me 
do you want me to come and preach? And now coming five minutes before the sermon. And just walk straight to the pulpit. Preach and go. It is You need to be ministered to. That is the standard of the scriptures. You minister to me, I minister to you. There is nobody within the body of Christ that is not contributing something. If you have um, Uncle George, back to your company. If you have a very good staff that is the best within your, within your staff, and that staff believes that he is there to help your organization and he is not there to receive anything, will you keep him on your books? Okay. <laughs> now, I, I will tell you the danger of that. Those who, who, who do interviews, that's why they have to, what do you think this organization can do for you? Because when people begin to believe that they are there to support the organization and not the organization doing anything for them, it is time to show them the door. That's what you have even in football. Beckham was the untouchable at Manchester United at the time. But when Ferguson saw that, <laughs> you now think that we, then we don't need you. That is why he has been the most successful manager. Sorry for the, any other person who jumped up the lost my side that day. God bless you all. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> but all I'm saying is that when an organization has someone, no matter how impactful they are, and they think that they are only there to serve the organization, and they are not there to gain anything, it is time to show them the door. That's why Jesus was speaking to his disciples. Jesus said, where we said, I chose you, you did not choose me. What was he saying? He said, no, we, you need everybody. Everybody needs one person. I hope I'm still tracking. Amen. Because during the week, I'm just being honest. She's not here, so she doesn't really know. But you, you get what I'm trying to say. You have no call with the was saying, Apostle, I think you are already going out of. And I said, okay, yeah, I get what you're saying. Thank you. Because somebody has to be ministering to you. Somebody has to be ministering to you. Because, see, when you see, I was, I was looking into something on the week. When you see oceans and rivers, they are very big. But most of them, their source is a stream that supports that river. Cut away that and they are on their own. Before you know it, they may be big. Before you know it, they begin to dry up. Please. Always come into the house of God expecting to be ministered to. Colossians chapter 
Sorry, where are we? Yeah, Colossians chapter 4. Verse 12. Now, this man, Epaphras, he said, who is one of you, a born servant of Christ? Again, use the word born servant. What does it mean, like we said? A servant who has chosen to serve his master. Greets you and always laboring for you in prayers that you may stand perfect and complete in the will of God. Please, when God's, when somebody stands perfect as a Christian in that church, the church in Colossians, who do you think God was counting it for? Epaphras. Do you think that the church knows that it is Epaphras that is praying for them? Because if they knew, Paul would not have to point it out to them that he was praying for them. What am I trying to point out to us? Is that even there is nobody that is in a church or in the body of Christ that is expected just to sit and look. May God grant us understanding in Jesus' name. And you see how Paul would normally do it. If you go to Romans, I'm just going to read a couple of scriptures to us. Romans chapter 5. He said, likewise. Sorry, yeah, that's where we are. Romans chapter 16, verse 5, sorry. He said, likewise, greet the church that is in their house. Greet my beloved, this, the, who is the first fruit of um, actor to, to Christ. Greet Mary. The, um, who labored with me. Greet this, greet that. What, what is Paul saying? Now, these are people that you don't know their name. But what Paul was saying is that Paul recognizes that whatever God is doing, even those that you don't know their names are contributing to it. That's why when you say Paul, when he's greeting people, you'll be greeting people that will be thinking, where, he can spend six, seven verses of the scripture greeting people that you'd never hear their name again in the Bible. Why? Because no matter how little what they are doing, they are impacting the ministry. They are impacting the ministry. God help us in Jesus' name. So, it is important that we understand that in ministry, you are not only ministering to people. You are not sorry. You are not only ministering to people. You you are also partaking from their from from their ministry. Let's look at you know Paul was talking about at the time. Paul was saying that you know there are different parts of the body. The parts that are unseen. That's what Paul said. He said they are more valuable. In fact, he said they are non-dispensable than the part that can be seen. Have you not seen a man that is um, a man blind before? That has no eyes? Do they not live? They live. Have you seen a man who has no blood walking on the street? Do you see blood? No. That's what Paul was saying. People think that there are some things that are dispensable. That's why Paul was talking about the body of Christ. There are some things that you do, it is not a must that you must have. But there are some things that it is a must that you must have. The things that is a must that you must have are the things that you don't see. That's why when everybody 
keeps going for things that can be seen. The church begins to tilt into things that are not important and leave things that are important. May God grant us understanding in Jesus' name. And I also want to say to us, Now, let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 9 again. Now, it's also important that you know that when you are ministering or ministering to somebody, you are partakers of that which you give. When you, and that's why Paul said, I discipline my body and bring it to subjection, lest I have preached it, I myself not be disqualified. Some people have qualified being able to speak for, about something as the same as you live it. There are times that I, when I am preaching, I am also taking in myself. Because it is important that you know in when you stand to minister, you are not, you are, that's why the Bible says, he that talks, let him talk as an oracle. What's an oracle? An oracle is where something speaks true. So when you now say that, you know, you preach about certain things and you, are, you think you are, told, you are also on fire, you are on your own. It's not the same. Because it makes, it, 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 it ensures that you are, you, you are, you, you, because, see, um, Ezekiel chapter 3, he says, he, he says, and he said to me, son of man, feed your belly and fill your stomach with this crow. So I ate it, and it was like honey in my mouth in sweetness. Then he said to me, go to the house of reason and speak. Before you speak, you must eat. Before you speak, you must eat yourself. I preached at a wedding a couple of months ago and people were saying, ah, you know, never had that kind of sermon before. That sermon is this and that and this and this and this and that. What people did not know is that few minutes, two minutes or three minutes before I stood to preach in that wedding, I text Anna saying, I'm feeling nervous. You know, ah, it's the word of God. Yeah, come, what, 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 what does the Bible say? Last week, 
I'm just sharing so you kind of understand where I'm coming from. That's why at times you think of where you want to walk with me because I, 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 it, it seems like you are not very firm because I have a very um, decisive at times. On, was it? Yeah, um, the week before, not the, the week before, I was about to preach. It's a, on, on Sunday. I had woken up from around 3.15 in the morning, which is almost like normal time for me on Sunday. So it's just to meditate and be sure that everything I want to say is right. See, before I preach this sermon here, I have gone over it over and over and over again. And by, okay, we did the, um, the prayers for the church. We have a prayer team that meets 5.30 in the morning for the Sunday. And, yeah, it, it was, if those who were on the call would notice that I said I didn't want to pray. I said, that's what they were, I said, I, I, I didn't want to make the prayers of the prayers. Why? Because nerves were already kicking in. I couldn't sleep at six. I was already feeling serious nerves. Because I was like, this is what God wants to say. Can I really deliver? That's why I'm always very... <laughs> people that say, ah, you know, let's, let's just do it. One, one, two. I, uh, you know, I don't understand. You see, I'm, I may be dumb. You get what I'm trying to say. But I don't understand the kind of thing. It is important. That's why Paul said, keep checking yourself. Keep checking yourself. That's what Paul said. Keep checking yourself. So that I'm, I'm going to preach somewhere in a couple of weeks. And I was already thinking about it, about what to say. And on Friday night, was it Friday? I think Friday night. So I had a dream. And in that dream, God was literally scolding, scolding me on that Sunday. I was praying with someone on, I was talking to someone on Saturday, and we were praying together on Saturday, in the evening. I was saying to that person, I said, I don't want to lose people soon. Can you just let us pray together? I don't want to lose people. I don't want to direct people to hell. The person did not probably understand, but I was God. Someone that I'm still going to preach a couple of weeks ago, yeah, later. But then you now see somebody who now wake up in the morning, five, uh, they, they, they want to preach, they say, okay, what's the topic? And things, and they go, oh, yeah, 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 we, 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 let's go, let's go, let's go. <laughs> and I'm like, go to where? <laughs> what are you, where are you going to? <laughs> Please learn to receive from what you give. I was talking to someone, um, you know, Emmanuel, we, we were talking, and he was talking to me about CNS doctrine, and I said, and he was like, you know, how, I said, I want you to always be careful, let us always, every one of us be careful of something. He said, when we are talking, and he looks at people and says, ah, these guys know so much about, about them. He says, some of it, we are just receiving it as we are talking. And he said, it is now wrong for me to say, some people don't know, because I too, I don't know. 
That is the truth. I don't know. So as God is coming through, I am also writing it down. And that's why you see people run dry. One, they don't acknowledge the source. They keep thinking as their son is talking, that's okay, it's, it's, they think their voice is the same as, as God. May God help us in Jesus' name. So what I'm, all I'm saying is that I'm just trying to say, show us how to take responsibility. The ultimate aim of the organization is to produce souls. And every one of us, no matter what your job description is, that is if you are not hitting the target for souls. Yeah, you are not, you, they need to review you. You need to review yourself. You need to review yourself. Now, I'm just going to run through a couple of things as we bring this to a close. I want us to know that, see, when the Bible now says that we are part of a nation, it talks about, in Hebrews, it says, it says um, sorry, Philippians 3.20, it says that our citizenship is not of this world. So that means that the standards that we have is not of this world. In fact, it goes on to talk about that, that we are in a 1 Peter 2.9. It says we are a nation we are a royal priesthood, an only nation. So that means that I am part of a nation. I am part of a nation. And when you have a nation, there are... I am blessed to be a Nigerian. It is the truth, whether you like it or not. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. But I cannot define what being a Nigerian is. Why? Because some people have defined it before I came. The race that God has called you into, you can be unique, but you're not a pioneer. Because some people have gone before you, set the standards, you are only supposed to follow them. Does this make sense? Okay, we would practicalize it very soon. Let's look at a couple of scriptures. Hebrews chapter 11. Can I have three volunteers? Just three volunteers. Amen. Three volunteers. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah. The three of you. Auntie, Dam, Auntie, Auntie Dami, please come. Come. Uh, wow. Amen. Amen. So we are going to open our Bibles. I want us to open our Bibles because that is, that is where we are going to, we are going to round this up. I learned this also and I think it's just important that we also look at it. So these are our three lovely sisters. What name of the Bible do you want to be bearing? If I were to call you some a name in the Bible, which name would you, would you like? Hannah. Amen. Okay, you? 
Ruth. Okay, you, Maria, Naomi. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, if you open our Bibles to Hebrews chapter 11, as we draw this to Hebrews chapter 11, I want you to, if you read 39 to 40, it says, all this, so we have different people in the Bible, but the Bible says, we are all of the same nation with them. Do we agree to that point? Say so all these Hannah, Ruth, Naomi, they have gone before us and they have run their race. But the Bible now says in verse 39 to 40, it said, having provided something better that they should not be made perfect without them. So what God is saying is that I have given you your present, but you cannot, you have done well, but you cannot open it. Why? Because we are waiting for other people to come. So that we cannot open our present together. The Bible says that they should not be made perfect without us. What the Bible is saying is that Elijah is waiting for his own party in heaven. But God is saying, no, you cannot start party now until when Antishadi comes. Does that make sense? We are going to go somewhere with this. Now, that's why when you go to Hebrews, if you read that, go to Hebrews chapter 12, which is next um, verse 1. He said, therefore, having all these weaknesses, all these people waiting, let us now run our own race that God has given us. So, what is that saying? Is that my own race is not, I cannot now say I want to run my own race, different from the way Auntie Hannah ran her race. I cannot say my own race is going to be different from the way Auntie Ruth ran her race. Why? Because they have already run their own, they are already waiting. Most of us, we are living our life as if you are the only one that God has created heaven for. But he's saying, no, no, no. You see, this, because if God is going to change the rules for you, then he has to apologize to them. That's why the Bible says, God is not a respecter of anybody. So you now say, um, you know, the, the, the stress in this world is too much. God will say, yes, I understand your struggles. Oh. But what am I going to say to Auntie Ruth? But she had the same stress, even more. And she did what was right. So, what are you now going to say? Why are you different? Does it make sense? No, I am young. Uh -uh. David was young. was a young boy. David's already there. So, am I going to say, David, sorry, I know that you, you, when you were alive, you know, your whole life was, is, is different. David said, excuse me, sir. I almost lost my life for it. Please, if you were God, 
Will it be just so? He said, hey, no, I know this one. It's, it's, it's just that, you know, his body chemistry is different. The Bible says that having a cloud of weaknesses. In fact, if you go to verse 22, it says, it says, then we have come to the mountain of God, to the heavenly Jerusalem, to the numerical company of angels, to the church registered in heaven, and the God of judge, and the spirit of just men that is already made perfect. So, in my own responsibility for harvest, I cannot say that my own case is special because there are so many people that have gone ahead of me. I was in New Covenant one day when I was still, I was complaining to God. I said, God, you know, I can never forget. I was sitting, standing in, in, in the middle room. God, you understand? He said, he said to me, he said, yes, I understand you. But the thing I'm seeing is that there are other people who are standing in the same road, in the same country that you are in, and they are serving me wholeheartedly. What is your, what is your own excuse? Because what you are saying to me is that I should bend the rules because it is you. It's not I don't want to bend the rules, but now the point is that if I bend the rules, I need to apologize to them. That's why Jesus said, Jesus was saying, Jesus said that if, if Sodom and Gomorrah had seen the kind of miracles that you have seen, they would have, he said, so if I cannot spare them, what do you want me to do? Acts, sorry, he says, Peter opened his mouth and he said, truly, I perceive that God shows no partiality, but in every nation, and whoever fears the Lord and walks righteously is accepted. Every nation. So that means that, God help us, that means that if I'm saying, eh, it is a bit tough, God is, God, the problem is that God is saying, yes, I understand you. But I see somebody in Afghanistan that their church was just exploded and they came to church the next day. What is that um, problem? Because the problem is that you are judging based on your own local church. But I am talking about a general community. You know, my own case is... <laughs> You know, things are just moving so fast. I need to keep track of this. I need to do that. Goes away. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I get that. But the problem is that there is a church in, in Iran that they dare not stand to preach the gospel. But yet they go out and they share the gospel with somebody, even though it's going to cost them their life. What is that your... Concern again? Oh, I have. I just know. I, I just don't want to be spoken to rudely. And God is saying, "See, did you notice that when the Bible talks about? I know people sing the song. See, that is not scriptural. Now, you have." People will have no questions because you know the answer. That's why the Bible said that, okay, when you see the rich man that went into, into uh, what's it called, into hell, 
did the Bible tell you that? Do you ever read anywhere in the Bible where the Bible said, it's told God, God, you are unjust? Because nobody will ever say God is unjust. Because you will see the standards and you'll be clear. That's why the psalm says, Me, Kiale Daolari, Nimbatu Obanshe Dajo. Why? Because when God makes his pronouncement, you can only say you are perfect. Because he will set the standards for you. And you will see that, you know, I am not the only one in this world. We are part of a greater community. Harvest is a responsibility for everybody. Just know that as good as your advice, your, 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 your query is, which may be legitimate, but when it comes to general standard, you need to measure yourself against those that will put their head on the neck or, the, or on the line and get their head chopped off because they will not deny Christ versus you that, I don't know what our query is. Up yesterday, and one of the major hymns that is sung on that heavy final is Abide with Me. And as packed as that stadium is, ask people, What do you know about the man that wrote that song? At what stage of his life was he in? Because when he sang that song, Abide with Me, a week later, he died. The problem is that people now pick up things and just run with it. Have no clue. The whole day we were saying, abide with me. And I was saying, oh, you know, we want to see football. You know, we, we are like, but at least you guys should 
have an idea what you're singing about. This was a man who was ready to take the path of death. And yet, says, Okukushu. And so he said, he said, Be Rawala and Be Oluro, Lawa, Mirabaye, He Rawala, and He Waba, He he knew that he was going through a path and he said that even in death be with me. That was the song. Because he knew he was walking a path that he would not return. And he said when I close my eyes let me see. And the people singing it as an anthem today cannot even Spare whatever it is for the sake of the gospel. I used to say something to people. People say, Dawasi Oluwa Dawasi. I'm like, please don't let God answer that prayer. Because if he answers it and he looks at what you are doing, I say, Ah, do I really want this person to continue? Or you are not doing anything. God is the one that you have been here, God. You didn't do anything. <laughs> Amen. So as we joined those, you know, it was interesting that I wasn't I wasn't within the church. Then I heard that the prophecy was given that there are angels and those that have gone ahead of us are all in the service. So everyone is saying, you know what? If I did it, you can. See, I'm a very, I try my best to be very, to, to keep deep thoughts to what I do at hand. So yesterday, as I was, as I was ironing my, my prayer gown, I looked for the, this, I saw this prayer gown, this gown, this gown, and I said, yeah, this is what I want to wear today. There's a logo of Fathead that says, the God of our of, of, of our forefathers. I know people just wear gadgets. Hey, 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 hey. Ah, this looks like, oh, baby, you know, ah, I'm going to get one shaking. Like, you know, this kind of thing. It's good. God help you. You know, sometimes say, but, you know, but when I was hiding, I said, no, I said, and he spoke to me. These are men that gave everything that they had for the sake of the gospel. What responsibility are you going to do for the harvest coming? It's not about money. It's about which soul are you winning? Which soul are you touching? Which soul are you touching? Our forefathers, the Bible says the spirit of just men are available. Even the prophecy gave this, this word that heavenly host, but they are joining in a race. But they are asking, where are you? Join us in this race. We want to run together. We want to make impact together. But we need you to run with us. Amen. Please, as I end this, 
I want you to develop a lifestyle. See, I was watching, sorry, it's a lot of people watching. I was watching Gradiola yesterday. He has a simple shirt. Uh, is it a t-shirt or whatever he wears? That's the money. And he wears the same color from the beginning of the season to the end. People give their life to a vision. If you ask him, there is a reason why he's doing it. When you see Steve Jobs, there is a reason why he was wearing that same cloth for the whole seem like the whole life because see people who have who are who make impact give their life to a cause I'm not saying I'm there yet I'm saying something that you know reason why I don't wear is because I saw at least when I was I saw that all my life his dress was just simple because he was trying to make a statement. The reason why Jesus made a statement in his generation was not only because he preached, but because he chose to dress differently from the whole apostle, from, from, from the whole Pharisees. What are you ready to give for the vision that you have? I was watching, I was watching Anthony Joshua, and the, the, he, there was this logo that he has of five of a crown with five horns and the map of Africa and um, a panther at the other side and um, there is one that he calls 20, um, 26 8 I believe was it? No 25 8 and he was explaining everything he said why did my logo has 25 8 is that some people believe in working 24 7 we believe in working 25 hours 8 days and you see a man that, that is ready to give his life for what he believes in. Some people cannot even maintain a lifestyle to achieve a, a, a goal in life. I'm begging you. There's a lot for us to do. When somebody asks you why are you standing at the back of your church, I can I tell you, I tell you the clear reason why I am. give deep thoughts to what you do. Don't just do things like that. There are people who will drive a particular car all the rest of their life. We would hand of this Amen. Hallelujah. Was it throne, what's it called? Game of Thrones. People, he came out 12 2 a.m. And people stood to a hem to watch Game of Thrones. Only for them to go and visit Twitter and say they want to they want a, a redo. They want somebody to draw on that one again. <laughs> Hallelujah. You see people who give their life to, to go such that because there's not really value anything. What are you going to give your life for? Let us rise up, please. Thank you for listening to this week's sermon. Have a blessed week.